0: This is an Odyssey Original. This is War in Ukraine Daily.
1: I'm Charles Feldman. And I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. 24 hours ago, Russian leaders were promising to halt most, if not all, of their military operations in and around the capital city of Kiev in Ukraine. Perhaps unsurprisingly, 24 hours later, and the Russians have continued to launch missile and artillery strikes on Kiev and a lot of suburbs. Pentagon says it's watching all this. Forces being repositioned rather than withdrawing, so the war rages on, even as the two countries are still talking peace in Turkey. We'll also talk with a woman from Ukraine, who's now one of about 4 million people who've left the country since the war began. She explains how she made the difficult decision to leave.
0: We start with the situation on the ground in Ukraine, where yesterday there was at least a glimmer of hope that the fighting was going to ease up. President Biden speaking with Ukraine's president earlier in the day. This is Russia and Ukraine continued trying to work out a deal to end the war. Journalist Phil Littner is with us again from Lviv in western Ukraine. So, Phil... The uh, Pentagon is not buying Russian claims of a changing posture in its war in Ukraine with a focus in the eastern part of the country. Does that uh, jibe with what uh, you're seeing?
2: Well, the bulk of the Russian military does seem to be centered around um, or repositioning itself around the eastern part of the country. Uh, The capital of Kiev is still got some fluid... um, battle lines that are still there, but it does seem as though the Russian military seems to be moving towards the east, pulling back from its southern front and actually trying to control the east uh, coastline that would lead to a uh, support system for the Crimean Peninsula Which many have said is actually one of their primary objectives in this um, in this war.
1: So does the going sense seem to be that okay, that was always a big objective, but then they just tried to you know take everything all at once, and that was uh, way over the top. That was something they were never going to be able to do. They they underestimated the Ukrainians, and now here we are.
2: (laughs) Well, okay, so you're you're asking me to um, presuppose what the battle plans were within the Kremlin. Um, but on 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 the face of the ground uh, on the ground here, it certainly did look like the initial um, objectives were to actually take the entire country. Um, you know, they tried three, uh, four different fronts, uh, and it does look like their initial plan was to dry, uh, try and do much more than what they're now saying were, were their primary objectives. Uh, I have said for for many uh, weeks uh, prior to the invasion itself that the two strategic points that they really wanted to try and do, and again, this is my summation uh, of, of, of what the Russian objectives were um, you know, based on my 25-plus you know, years of studying this country, was that they were trying to actually um, cut off the uh, reformers in the capital in Kiev and try to uh, squash any kind of idea of a sovereign Ukrainian state that wasn't a puppet state of Russia. And that, secondly, they were trying to support their naval uh, base uh, in Crimea, and they needed to do that because the bridge they tried to build uh, across the uh, strait in a very narrow area of, of, of the waterways around Ukraine was not going to work. Now, they, can't, they have come to the conclusion, I think, as the world has seen, that they cannot take Kiev without a massive battle. It would be a, a lot of bloodshed. So cutting off the head of the Ukrainian reformer government is no longer um, something that they're immediately uh, pursuing. But... As they say, they are pulling back to the east of the country. That land bridge from uh, Russia into Crimea and subsequently the Black Sea Fleet that is located in the Crimean Peninsula is still a priority that they think they might achieve. And by doing so, they may claim domestically within Russia a sense of victory and everybody can save face. However, having said that, war is very fluid and the Ukrainians have the wind at their back, and they do want to take Crimea back. Whether or not they can do it, that's a difficult
0: question. But if the Russians, Phil, can manage to control the southeastern portion of the country, can the rest of Ukraine practically survive?
2: If, if the Russians are able to take the coastline along the southeast port of this country. Uh, and that includes Mariupol, by the way, which they still have not taken. And it is it, it is globally seen as a war crime, what is happening there. But if they can take Mariupol and actually create a land bridge along the coastline of southeast Ukraine in order to support Crimea, if they can do that and then sue for peace, that might be a possibility where everybody... Can walk away from this.
3: Um,
2: there will still be sanctions on Russia because of what they've done, and um, without a sense of uh, objectivity, uh, justifiably so. But um, the the need for a connection to Crimea is something that is primary to their strategic interests globally, and so the Russians will still want to pursue that. But as far as All of the rest of their objectives that they tried to attain um, within their initial assault upon Ukraine—that is—that is is not going to happen, and uh, it will be—it will be interesting to see what happens domestically within uh, within Russia uh, when really everybody will recognize, uh, despite what Russian mass media will say, uh, that um, a, a a conquest. Of, of Ukraine to, in the Russian eyes of things, liberate it from a Western influence or even a Nazi influence, which is a, a, a narrative that doesn't work, um, that that won't happen. And so the best that I think Moscow can hope for is that land bridge to Crimea. And I think everybody's going to recognize that Putin's adventurism is, uh, is not going the way he had intentionally hoped it to.
1: Journalist Phil Itner with us again from Lviv in western Ukraine. Phil, thank you. The U.N.'s refugee agencies says more than four million people have left Ukraine since the war started. For each Ukrainian, it's a different set of circumstances, scenarios that led them to leave their homes, in some cases uh, for good, to escape those oncoming Russian forces.
0: Irina is a mother of two children. She went from Kiev to Lviv in western Ukraine before making the Difficult decision to head to Slovakia, which borders Ukraine. Thank you, Irina, so much for taking the time to be with us. Uh, what went into your decision to not only leave Kiev, but to eventually leave the country entirely?
3: Hi. Um, the decision was made uh, right after the city that we considered more safe uh, than Kiev, for example. Um, where I came from, Lviv, uh, was bombed. And uh, it was really close to the Polish border, like maybe 40 kilometers. And uh, we gathered uh, my parents and me at the table in the kitchen, and we discussed our options. And my father said that he will feel better if we decide to go to, to our family in Europe, so he can be at peace about us and uh,
1: grandchildren. Is he still in Ukraine, or was he able to come along?
3: No, he wasn't being able to come along. And maybe you know that uh, men are not allowed to, to leave the country. My father is of age that uh, he probably could try, it, but uh, he also is responsible for civil safety of the university where he works, and he decided that he can... Be useful at the university and help people to keep safe. The facility and people
0: work there. Uh, Irina, we mentioned that uh, you left with your, your children, right? How old are, are your children and are you currently married? And if so, I presume then your husband is still in Ukraine?
3: I'm not married. Uh, I have two kids. Uh, my son is 10 and my daughter is 7. And I'm um, self-employed mother, so or we're doing quite fine, I don't know, in Ukraine and uh, yes, like this
1: How are the kids doing with all this?
3: You know, compared to Ukraine, to Lviv where every night we had to get up in the middle of the night because the sirens went on to go to the bomb shelter I think it's that's better um in terms that we can have a full night's sleep, but also we discussed today with my son that he was looking for some things that are similar to our apartment in Kiev, and I guess it was important for him to have this connection because he said that we should keep this thing for the future also. So I guess he just now was able to talk about it, to discuss it with me. So probably... I'm not fully aware. How is it for them? Because for kids, it's not easy to, to
0: tell. I was going to ask uh, Irina mean, uh, what what's the conversation like uh, that you have with your kids. Uh, I mean, when they have the time to talk with you, what are their concerns and what are their worries? They're 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 little uh, in age, so how much of this are they fully understanding?
3: I think. But they, they understand partially the, the, the whole situation. They we didn't discuss yet uh, the expectations for how long we're gonna, it's gonna last. But uh, the place where we are in Slovakia is really nice. It has open space. They can run around, and I think it has a good effect on them. So they kind of like it. But they also like it because it. This reminds them of the places we love to visit in Ukraine.
1: How long, when you think about things, are you prepared to to stay there? I mean, I imagine you do want to go back to Ukraine, but most people who have left do, um, when things are okay to go. But have you thought about how long it could be?
3: Well, I want to go back badly. And first days, my brain was constantly creating a scenario how I can do it but uh, also I'm a strategist so I kind of have a habit of thinking things through and I cannot I think we will definitely celebrate Easter here and then maybe another month it's really not easy to to say it because I I am making an effort to to understand it's not it's going to last for a while and uh, keep hearing from Uh, analytics, from experts that uh, we should make uh, things work where we are. So I'm translating this thought also to my colleagues. But it takes time to to, to come at peace with this idea that we're not going back home for some time.
0: What do you think the future holds for you I mean you say you want to go back to to Ukraine but I suppose there's a possibility depending on how this war goes on and for how long it goes on that that might hopefully not but it might not be for quite some time are you prepared mentally for that
3: I'm in the process um, I'm using this opportunity to educate myself on how things work in Slovakia I'm one of the leaders of civil society in Ukraine. So I contacted colleagues here in Slovakia to learn how they develop civil society here. And they're great people and shared um, things and uh, agreed to meet with me. So I think uh, broadening my framework of perception, (laughs) before that I was mostly concentrated on Ukraine. And I love it actually, but I guess it's time to open up to broader perspectives and just be a sort of effective nomad, if I can call it that.
1: Your your dad. I mean, you must be worried about him, obviously, because he's still there. But the fact that he, you know, was kind of on the border of the age range, he maybe could have tried, but he stayed because he wanted to help. You must be also, I mean, really proud of him.
3: Yes, I am. We miss him, and kids miss him, and um, we're worried because uh, Lviv and other cities in the West uh, have been bombed recently again uh, in the city, and uh, some oil station went on fire, and uh, yes, he's one of many people who actually do their best to keep things um, at least um, in 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 order as it can be
1: at this time everybody's doing their best arena uh, mother of two kids went from kiev to lviv in western ukraine and uh, again her father is still in ukraine Irina, thank you so much for talking to us and our best to you and uh, and those children we're, we're at least glad that they're doing as as good as they can be under the circumstances this is an odyssey original find us and others on the odyssey app apple podcasts google podcasts and stitcher